0: Hello, my name is Zeke Robison, and this is Wired. Science and religion have often been at odds. But if we remove the theology, views about the nature of God, the creation of the universe, and the like, from the day-to-day practice of religious faith, the animosity in the debate evaporates. What we're left with is a series of rituals, customs, and sentiments that are themselves the results of experiments of sorts. Over thousands of years, these experiments, carried out in the messy thick of life as opposed to sterile labs, have led to the design of what we might call spiritual technologies, tools and processes meant to soothe, move, convince, or otherwise tweak the mind. And studying these technologies has revealed that certain parts of religious practices, even when removed from a spiritual context, are able to influence people's minds in the measurable way psychologists often seek. Apple isn't superstitious. Say hello to the iPhone 13, all four of them. Apple's ill-numbered lineup doesn't represent a giant leap over the iPhone 12 range. In fact, the iPhone 13 mini, iPhone 13, iPhone 13 Pro, and iPhone 13 Pro Max, which Apple announced at a virtual event from its campus in Cupertino, California, refine every single aspect of their predecessors. The OLED displays are smoother, batteries last longer, And internal storage sizes are larger, so it's a lot like last year's iPhone, just nicer. Despite concerns of price hikes due to global supply chain woes, the lineup is thankfully priced the same as last year, starting at $699 for the Mini and going up to $1,099 for the Pro Max. Planning on upgrading or thinking of making the switch from Android? Whatever your deal is, we break down what's new on Wired.com. And why is it so hard to predict where the COVID-19 pandemic is headed next? Since the beginning of the pandemic, the job of disease modelers has not been to tell us precisely where we are going, but to prepare us for many possible futures. This is a fraught business. Offering multiple options in a crisis invites people to run away with one conclusion or another as it suits them, leading to too much sacrifice or too much wishful thinking. Carl Bergstrom, a professor of biology at the University of Washington, says to think of it this way. In March 2020, how would a disease modeler have predicted the ups and downs that were to come? The pandemic is now said to be in its fourth wave, but the term belies a far more complex topography of stubborn plateaus, gentle bunny hills, and striking peaks Even in retrospect, the patterns are difficult to explain, and not just because time is now a blur and no longer has meaning. Some changes were due to the virus and others due to how we responded. During the first wave, public life ground to a halt following national stay-at-home orders. These were replaced by mask mandates and partial, sometimes halting reopenings. Beliefs and behaviors are now increasingly heterogeneous, varying from state to state and, in some cases, town to town. Delta has arrived at a time when people are growing more polarized in the wake of vaccinations and confused about what that means for how they should behave. Want more news you can use? Sign up for the Tech in newsletter at wired.com slash tt. So if you ask anyone in the Wired newsroom what's on your mind, here's what some of us are thinking about. Big tech. The coronavirus pandemic. Climate change. Disinformation and election security. What policing should look like in the future. This is Get Wired. And I'm your host, Lauren Good. Every story about technology is really a story about people. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Get Mm. Wired. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.